Well, that's pretty good. So, progress. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Loose Head Sports Show, the number one sports show on planet Earth. Absolutely proven fact. Please like, subscribe, share everything, particularly on YouTube, because that way me and Jed can start earning some money. Brought <laughs> to you by Caffeine Gum Australia, number one caffeine supplement on planet Earth. Jed Gillespie. I feel like we haven't done this for a while, but we have. Well, yeah, we have. It was last week, but it, it has felt like a fucking long week, man. Mate, what's it like being a working class man these days? Um, I don't know. It's rewarding. I feel, I feel like you fucking earn your rest a little bit more than when you're just fucking walking around in chinos being a fuckwit, which is what I'll do for the rest of my life. Wake you up at midday. And... Oh, no, I'm not taking that. Yeah, I need to. It's good. I need to work. Otherwise, I'll, I'll fucking set world records for hours slept in a week. So it's all no, right. That's, that's good. That's good. We... um. From this end, I've been a little bit slack with my podcasting lately because I have been working my fucking ass off doing highlights reels. So, mate, it comes and goes, it, eh? Oh, like what? Well, well, it's in and out. Like, well, it's all of a sudden because all the Super Rugby squads got named. Every sort of fringe Super Rugby player, for lack of a better way of saying it, is going. All right, oh, I've lost my opportunity. Uh, let's find something around the world. And because Europe's been going for a little while, there's medical jokers happening um japan's still finalizing a few contracts so there's stuff happening around the world so benefit the one real benefit to this business apart from uh you get to learn a lot and speak to some cool people is that it's year round because rugby is a year round game mm-hmm. so what's going on in your world talk to me you said you had one thing planned and then we'll just wing the rest of it like we usually do it's cricket season are you you're a big sport guy aren't you like yeah, i love sport i love sport and and i love cricket but every fucking year, Chubby, I get in the most ferocious arguments about cricketers because I watch the cricket and I and I go, they are not good athletes. They are good at cricket. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, but Sonny Bill is a good athlete. He's fast. He's fit. He's strong. He's got a good vertical jump. LeBron, yes. I hate LeBron, but LeBron, very good athlete. Yes. Nathan Lyon is not a good athlete. Steve Smith, <laughs> body looks like a bag of vomit. Peter Siddle used to only eat bananas, has big nipples. Bad athletes. Yes. They're bad athletes, but they're very good at that fucking, at the coordination and the things that you need for cricket. So yes. every fucking year I will get in the, and I will happily get into this argument with anyone who would like. Well, I'd, I'd agree with you. How could you argue with that? Mate, they the always one, argue with it. Well, always. Most people are complete fucking morons, especially people <laughs> that don't listen to this show. Even some of even some that do are fucking morons. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they definitely are after listening. Have you watched the the test on Amazon Prime? Yes. What did you think of that show? It made me think about how strange cricket is. It's yeah. so it's so different. I look. It, it's a it's an individual sport masquerading as a team sport. Like it's just did you, different. Did you think it was harder than you thought it was? Because I did. I looked at some of the shit that they were doing, and that's a fucking grind. Yeah. So here's where the the start of the athlete debate always begins. It's like they they it's 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 a cool sport. It's fucking cool. I like it. Like it's so niche. Uh, there's good money in it. It's it, it's really the the background for summer here. It's massive in all the like the continental 
places that England sort of settled. Um, you know, and they're, they're like, you know, oh, but a bowler, he'll get, you know, 12Ks up in the legs over the day. You know, so that, this is where the argument starts. So, yes, it's fucking it, anything like that, top level, it'll yeah. be tough, but then I start firing. Well, I guess it depends on how, what you define as an athlete because, like, I'll, I'll make this argument uh, with anyone on planet Earth. Marathon runners are not special. They weigh 45 kilos. If I weighed 45 kilos, I would be good at running. Yeah, I think I think anyone can run a marathon if that's the if that's sort of where you're getting to. But you, but yeah, that's that's not what I'm getting to. But what I'm saying to you is, <laughs> what I'm saying to you is, they cannot uh, squat their body. They cannot squat double body weight. They can't bench 1.5 times their body weight. They can't pack in a scrum. But we can run marathons, and if we weighed half of what we weighed, which is what they fucking weigh, <laughs> we would be a lot better at marathon running. Yeah, I agree, and I, and most, and that's why I'd say for ninety percent of the time, uh, no disrespect to all our fucking marathon fans who've got out there, but we do have a running, few. When people are running them, I'm like, that would suck, but I could do it. Um, it wouldn't suck if you weighed forty five kilos. No, but there's a skill to weighing 45 kilos. You've got to fucking stay down at 45 kilos. Well, I think genetics plays a part there, let's be honest. Yeah, look, there's some there's some dudes, the guys who set world records and stuff in Africa running like three-minute miles and stuff, like that, that's hectic. They are fucking awesome. That guy that set the world record, do you see him where he had the, the guys that were pacing him the whole way? Yeah, I and they just fucked yeah. I know he's a big fan of the show, so I should remember his name. But, <laughs> but but that that guy is fucking awesome. The rest of them who carry on, it's like triathletes. If I weighed 50 kilos, <laughs> you're disagreeing with me. No, I don't. I just need to fucking <laughs> uh, a lot of people, a lot of people going out there doing good stuff, getting out in nature, and I think that's great. Well, it is great, but don't brag about it. Doesn't make you better than us. Well, it's like CrossFit. <laughs> It's Why like is CrossFit. it CrossFit and not Happy Fit? I've always wondered that. I don't know. Well, actually, no. I was listening to a podcast. I don't know why. Yeah. And they were talking about the origins of CrossFit. And they were saying, yeah, like this guy invented CrossFit. And then one of the, the hosts was like, what, he invented the clean? He invented the clean and jerk? No. He invented people fucking carrying on about it. That's what he invented. Um, interesting thing there about CrossFit. Do you think that the the winner of the CrossFit Games is the best athlete on planet Earth? No, 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 not even. And that I, I don't think they say. I think they say fittest, don't they? They say the fittest on planet Earth. Oh well, they're probably not that. They're probably not that either. If you think, but they about. also brag about being the greatest athlete on planet Earth. But that, see, okay, and we're back to really what I wanted to get down to, and that is cricketers are good sports people. Sports. An athlete and athletes are fucking two entirely different things. Like Great. Don Bradman, maybe the greatest sports person of all time. Don Bradman wouldn't have wouldn't have hit seven and a half on the beat. By Bruce. So yeah, like there's some fucking gun sports people out there. John Daly, what a gun gun sports person, right? I disagree with you there. He's one of the greatest athletes of all time. <laughs> no, he's not one of the greatest athletes. There's well, I, I, I always, and that's what, again the same argument I do each year. But it, there's a dip, it's dip, you got to differentiate athleticism from being a from a sport. So Phil the, the Power Taylor, people, greatest athlete of all time, best darts player ever. 
Shane, yeah, there you go. Sh- prime time Shane Warne, you know, getting ham and cheese toasties in India before he got lean. One of the greatest athletes Australia's uh, ever you're had. Confusing, you're confusing our <laughs> listeners by convoluting my argument. Um, Long John Daly, one of the all-time great athletes. Oh. <laughs> now everyone's going to be very confused. The sports people, cricketers are sportsmen. They play the sport. They've perfected a skill. Their athleticism, if they were injected into like, God forbid, the NFL, but like somewhere, like even rugby, rugby league, they'd be like, why are you so fucking weak, slow, fucking unfit, every, all the above? There are some so, exceptions. I remember Andrew Simons was a bit okay. of an athlete. Thank you for bringing him up, Chubby, because he went on Australia's Greatest Athlete and got put on the fucking gronk by everyone. Did he? <laughs> he got fucking torched. He got torched by the fucking car driver, the soccer player. And <laughs> don't start me on soccer. He got lit up, bro, and he was in good nick. So, and, and guess who won the fucking competition? Billy Slater. Like, it's not, it's not a, you know, deck, Do you deck know- sport. It's sport, athlete, sport, athlete, sport, athlete. Um, I and CrossFit was, are wankers. I I agree. I like some of the <laughs> I like some of the people, but the whole cult like uh, thing of it. I wish, mate. I wish we'd started a cult. Geez, we'd be fucking good at it. It's still time. Well, there is time. The the two loose heads cult of personality, maybe. Well, with, the, fucking... amount of, with the amount of dumb fuck with I see selling stupid things online and getting into pyramid schemes, I'm thinking like. How long would it really take for me to sit down and nail out something where this idiot starts spooking my message? Honestly, well, mate, like, look, I don't know. So How many could I get? People, far dumber people than us have very successful podcasts. Um, I think we just got to put the time in and work out how to actually get there because, like, you know, we've got maybe 500,000 wonderful listeners who all adore us and we get messages all the time. Can't say that That's enough straight, for me. I can't say that with a straight face, but we'll work it out eventually. I was just going to bring someone up, and I know you'll be a fan of this person. Okay. And, it's Sam, and it's Sam Kerr from the Matildas. Not a fan? Yeah, I can't because, remember. Hold so on. She's, yeah. she's the captain. I think she's the captain. But she, one bumped of the, the, she bumped the dude the other day. I fucking enjoyed Oh, Yes, I enjoyed that. But listen to this, right? She came third in the Ballon d'Or I think that's probably not how you say it, but for the world's best footballer for women, third. She just yeah. won the FA Cup with Chelsea and got woman or, or player or man of the match, whatever they call it these days. Yeah. So I, I've been doing some highlights for a couple of the Matildas girls. Yeah. And they are fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. Legitimately, I'm very impressed. And I'm not a soccer fan. Look at your face. Look at your face. They are fucking awesome. I'll, I'll back that with anyone. They're not as Hear good me as... Go. Yeah, go. You go, go. You go s- first. That's no, important. You, what you, you, what you just, just said... What, what you said about to say is important. No, it isn't. You stopped me. <laughs> Sam Kerr's... She's cool. She's fucking cool. She's good. She's a good player. I thoroughly enjoyed watching the... Uh, like the women's international side. Same. Like, I haven't, I haven't they don't get the airtime they deserve, in my opinion. But they you look got, at the crowds, they get some good crowds, man. Yeah, and bums in seats equals money. But they got thumped by an under-15 team from fucking the Central Coast. They did. That's a different argument. Well, no, I'm just... I'm just the people want to hear all the facts. There's another one. Well, I'm, yeah, look, I, I agree with that. You know, wait, actually, you know, why we, you know who I fucking hate? I hate the US women's team. They piss me off. <laughs> what have Fuck they done them. now? What have they done now? They're fucking pain in the ass. After they had that success, they literally just... 
they're all politics, no play. The chick with the pink hair just fucking. Yeah. I hate it, bro. You're a big Donald Trump fan, so I'm sure that, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that rubbed, rubbed you up the wrong way. I saw your, your sleepy Joe Biden t-shirt that you were going to wear, but... Hey, you don't have to be a Donald Trump fan to know that fucking Joe Biden is sleepy as fuck. Mate, some of the videos going around of that guy, it's unbelievable. Well, Holloway was telling me last time he was at a Trump rally um, that they were, <laughs> they were very aggressive towards, uh, towards Joe. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Jed's been to a couple of Trump rallies. Um, he's got the Make Australia Great flag or America Great or whatever it is. And um, he's a big fan of Don Jr., who posts some f- fucking crazy shit online. He does. <laughs> which, he does, bro. Which, you know, there's not enough people that fucking say that speak their minds in this day and age. But what else was I going to fucking bring up? I, this is the thing about having too many head knocks is that you just forget things. Fuck. I mean, something you're gonna serve up that hot lasagna of a no, you're gonna serve it up. Like, the good thing about not doing this live is that you can cut out all the stupid shit we say. Well, I was complaining about cricket initially. I'm looking forward to you know what the BBL's done well, they've just shoved it in your fucking face. You don't have a choice every night, seven o'clock, you're on holidays, you're the holiday house, BBL's on, BBL's on, BBL's on, BBL's on. Fuck Have you, you ever seen the cricketers it. training? I was a, I was a, yeah. when, the, when the first year of the NRC, for whatever reason, New South Wales country was training at the Waratahs facility when it was at the SFS. And yeah. we do, it was like a rainy, rainy session or something. That, so rather than do nothing, we went into the cricket nets and did some lineouts. And the New South Wales Blues cricket guys were there against a the bowling machine. Mm. Mate, that shit is frightening. Absolutely yeah, yeah lightning. It's, it's fucking scary. Like, I don't want to do it, but I, I've, I've been in front of the bowling machine a few times in my youth. It was, when it's going full noise? Oh, not with the stair speed, but uh, you sort of know where it's going on the bowling machine. Whereas if you got some giant, if you got bloody, who was a good quick bowler? If you got Brett Lee with his hairpiece coming in off fucking 200 steps, Fuck that. flinging them. Flinging them. That. Mate, before, yeah. I forget, before I forget, we got some rugby related news. And huh. I. Um, so Scott Johnston has been moved on from Rugby Australia. That came out this morning. John Manetti is now the head coach of the Australian men's sevens team. Yes. And what's the other guy's name? The women's Tim Walsh. Uh, Walshy, Tim Walsh is now the head coach of the Australian women's sevens team. Okay. What are your thoughts on all the stuff that's gone on? It's fucking weird. Um, sevens coaching, firstly. Is such a fucking niche, man. Like, I feel like back in the day, like when I say the day, even sort of 10, 15 years ago, it was probably just someone, whoever they could find. There was no funding in it. You know, obviously there's been massive changes in the Olympics, in the comm games. So there's money in it now. But like, Johnny sort of got there on ground level as a, as it was all kicking off. I think Tim probably did as well. My question, before we sort of discuss the swap and what it means, who the fuck else is going to do it? So you got two guys who know sevens, been around sevens. Like, where are the sevens coaches in Australia? There's barely enough 15s coaches to, I would argue that there's not enough 15s coaches. Like, there's no sevens coaches. There's none. So unless we got one from New Zealand, England, where the, who the fuck's going to do it? Well, look, it's a good point. I, I, I think we've talked about this before. You know me, I talk so much bullshit that I can't remember all the stuff I say. 
but um, I believe that next year the Aeon 7 series is not happening. Yeah. yeah. And there's no sort of scheduled or uh, no like uh, organized sort of sevens pathway from my understanding. And that could be wrong. So you've, you've not got the sevens pathway that they've had for the last couple of years because there's some good coaches coming through. Like the guys at South, Chris Nay, uh, has been doing a really good job with the girls. Um, I know he listens to this. He calls himself the Craig Bellamy of women's sevens coaching. so there's guys there are guys coming through and there is guys there is guys like there's those guys but they're like you know if you've got two guys coaching international team been coaching last six seven years it's hard like you said it's hard to compete with that it's hard to be like yeah look my ringer rats the sevens team have been undefeated and well particularly when they're in no organized competition and they and if they're playing games it'll just be like a random weekend that people have organized rather than yeah, shoot rather, shield of seven. Yeah, exactly. So that that's one reason why I would think it would be extremely hard to source sevens coaches as alternatives. But you know, the swap is really, you know, internally it's a demotion for Johnny and it's a promotion for Tim. Okay, explain. Well, men have less contracted players next year. They've got less budget. And women's are the cornerstone of women's sport. So women's 15's got women's 15 aside football is scarce. Uh, there is a comp, it runs in Sydney. Um, the, uh, I, why I, I actually look at the results. It's like the, the top two teams win by 100 each week. And they are, like they struggle to put teams together. Sevens is where they've decided that that sport's going to generate from. Obviously, but want that, a gold medal. But that's just changed. That's not, just not, changed. Not with the Aussie sevens. The Aussie sevens chicks are full, like they're going to have more fully contracted plays than the men. Yes, that's true. That and is they true. Are, therefore, they'll have a, they'll also have a bigger budget. So it's that's the if the if sevens was like put in an order of priority, women's is higher than men's. Yes. Yeah. Well, def, definitely. I, I I was reading a, an article where they said that the the women's sevens team are the crown jewel of sevens, or uh, you know the next level yeah. below the Wallabies in this country, which is fair enough. They're gold medalists. And and because of the success that they've had, I think they've changed the face of women's sport in this country. And I, I don't think anyone could deny that. If you look back to when they first started, they were the first full-time professional women's sporting team. Uh, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they were. And then since they won the gold medal, and we've talked about this AFLW, NRLW, there's yeah. all the cricket stuff's pretty much full time now. The women's soccer are earning good money overseas, and and it's good money. It's not sort of token gestures. Um, yeah, the netball's taken off. The basketball's taken off. And I, I could, I reckon, I could make a solid argument that it's because of the success of the women's sevens team. I think you could. I don't think anyone would begrudge you for it either. I, it's, and they have been successful, but I think it's from like. Uh, if you hadn't sort of looked into it much, thought about it much, it's probably a pretty strange look that the coaches have swapped. Um, it makes sense to me when I think about it a little bit more, think about the fact that there's not a hell of a lot of sevens coaches out there. These guys are probably both de- good sevens coaches. Um, I mean, the girls have just come off two good wins in a row. So, And there's been a massive turnover, so I'm sure John's doing something good there. Uh, the men, I think, they're battling with... They're battling with basically money at this point. It's going to be hard to get a good men's team if you're not going to put in any money at all. 
Well, it's a it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because all the best rugby players play fifteens. Would you agree with that? So all the all the best in Australia. In Australia, all the best all the best women's athletes play sevens in Australia. Correct. All the best men, male athletes end up playing fifteens or rugby league because that's where the money's at. Yes. And the opportunities at. So like we've got we both got friends who are in the sevens program. Let's be really honest, they're probably high level shoot shield guys. Yeah. So this is the this is the thing, man. I, and it's I, I live in the States, I was playing footy over there. It's backwards there, you know. So I went over to watch the World Sevens years ago with my mate, and they look at the USA Sevens team like they are the top 10 fucking players in the country. Because that's how they've structured their thing. That's they're like, okay, we're gonna Americans have fucking got no attention spans. We're gonna use these 14 minutes. This is how we're gonna do rugby. So like all their Perry Bakers and all those dudes, they're like just they're the fucking stars. And their 15th team is pretty stinky. Um, and they were like, God, you know, I was like, yeah, I know, you know, that guy, he's a mate of mine from school. And like, you know, he, he plays. And they're like, oh, you know, is he playing for the Wallabies as well? Or is he playing for... I'm like, not really. Like, he was playing for Randwick. Or he was playing for fucking Ringer. Um, so, so some of them are Colts boys. Some of them, them are Colts playing. guys, man. Yeah, so some of them haven't, weren't even playing Shoot Shield when they got it's a, signed. It's a fun... Yeah, it's... it's I, I have it... I know, like, probably in the pathway world, they, they have it, like, next to Super Rugby. It's not really, it's a different sport. So I think that some some of the 15th guys can do both. Um, but some people are sort of it's not it's not super rugby. It's 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 a different sport. Well, I think um, they got significantly less contracted guys now. They're training sort of a couple of days a week with the Waratahs, um, which is a big change from what it was previously. Um, well, when I yeah, when I was young, it was it was it was a genuine pathway. You had those guys like Sean McMahon, and um, I'm just trying to think. Like Tom Cusack did a good job rolling over. Yeah. Um, like that's that sort of era. Even Louis Holland rolled over in the end and went over to Super. But like from from that like that squad they've got at the moment, like none of those guys are really, I would say, in the realms of Super Rugby. Like, and some of them are genuine sevens players. Like Henry Hudson is a I coached him when he was at Review fucking 14 year old he's a weapon then he's still a fucking weapon but he's gaming sevens he's suited to sevens you know yeah. so it's a bit of a combination i think of guys who are a sub sub super level and some who really suit the game it's a different sport it's interesting it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because i feel i feel like in men's anyway 15s is definitely the more attractive option but in the women the women's game they seem to be putting a lot of effort into the 15s as well because there's yeah, some they st- are. Even with the development pathways, a lot of it's aimed at 15s now. Whereas to me, if I'm looking at it, I'm going, G7s, the sevens girls are successful. Um, a lot of people are interested in playing sevens. We're going to attract more people to the sport if we push women's sevens. Mm. It's, so, I, look, I, it's, yeah, I, I hope both flourish. I, at the moment, and I watch all the Super W. Super <laughs> W is not, not a good standard of football. In comparison to women's sevens and how they look uh, via the men's sevens. It's fan- women's sevens on a fantastic, you know, whereas that the, the 15 game at the moment is, is it not, it's not good football. It's not good watching um, and watching is important. You need people to watch the pay bills. Um, it's poor watching. It's slow. 
Um, so it, it's 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 tough to weigh up the pros and cons of sort of you know putting time and money into it. Have we talked about this, George Cambosis? No. Oh no. Me and you spoke about it privately. How fucking good is the fact that we've got a world boxing champion and not just one that's got like a some random fucking belt. We've got a pretty legitimately world boxing champion. Bro, I was I it is fucking hectic. I you're I'm a massive fucking fight fan. I just wish I was a fighter and I'm not. You love fucking fighting as well. Um I fell off the fucking lounge when he hit him with that overhand right in that first round. The first round, crazy. But I don't know. Of course, in hindsight, you're always going to say you had a feeling. I just didn't think he was going to get knocked out. Like, he wasn't going to get stopped in the first. Um, that was, is a massive accomplishment, man. Oh, it's fucking phenomenal. And the guy's been on tour for three years fighting. He fought in fucking London. He fought in fucking Italy or wherever he had to fight. And now he's in LA, got moved six times. Triller, uh, people probably don't even know what the fuck they are. Promotions fucked him. Um, his grandpa died. He had a kid. He didn't fuck it. And, he, and now he's got four of the straps. Mate, I, hope he, I hope he brings it home to Sydney and has a fucking 85,000 people and makes 15 million. Mate, it's, it, it, the media world is so funny to me because you get, you get guys, basically everything is about who will get the most headlines. So, yeah. like, I'm a big fan of Paul Gallon. I know his brother. I, I'm a fan of that guy. But if you compare him to George Cambosis, it's just not in the same realms. Even Tim Sue, he's, yeah. he's the one that's getting a lot of the media attention here, and I'm sure eventually he's going to be awesome. But it just doesn't add up to me, some of the some of the media. Nah, it's, fu- it's fucked. It's fucked as well because, like, I was follow like I'm not a day one Cambosis from like 2013, but I've been following him for a while, watching his fights and and like he got fucking nothing on on socials last week, you know, like fucking nothing. And then all of a sudden, it's like holy fuck! This this hard little this hard little dude from Sydney has just taken four of the straps, and yeah. everyone's all over him, which is exactly what he deserves. But it just should, goes to show you, like you said, Tim Zhu, he's the IBF number one contender which is awesome. He hasn't had a fight outside Australia, you know, and, and he's got a cool last name. He, well, his, his dad was awesome. His dad, his was, dad awesome. was awesome. Probably not a good dad, bit of a gronk maybe, <laughs> fucked off to Russia and got himself a hot new missus, but his son's a fucking good fighter. But, he, you know, he's number one contender for the IBF. This guy just, he just took four belts. Like It's, it's like Rob Whitaker. I don't think he ever got the recognition he deserved for how fucking good he is. It's because he's a quite good guy. You know, it doesn't get even Rob Whittaker, Gun, Volkanovski. Volkanovski is who I was going to say. Rob Whittaker was the champion, a very well rounder. He could still get the belt, man. He, he's a fucking great fighter, um, but he's not, he's very, he's in the nicest way possible, very plain dude, you know, very. He's, he's a family a, man. He keeps he's himself. He's not interested Vol- in. Volkanovski's only four in the last three years, all of famous. He needs some flowers. People need to give that motherfucker his flowers. He's a fucking... He will go down in the Hall of Fame. What do you think that is? Is it because Australia... Like, like I, I feel like these guys, if they were... Maybe they wouldn't in America. You've lived in America. I don't know. But, like, is it tall poppy syndrome? Is it that we want big, flashy... 
personalities and larger than life characters, like your Tyson Fury type guys. Like why? Yeah, I think I think I think we like I think we like those personalities, man. Like if, even if you look at how fucking popular like Honey Badger was, like rare, but like we love rare personalities. Whereas I don't think we love people who are really really good at stuff as much. Like you, I listened you, to Cambosis on Joe Rogan. I actually fucking thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so it's a little podcast, Joe Rogan Experience. You should check it out after you've checked out this one. But like I love Volkanovski and, and but yeah, they we they, it's not it's not a big sport here either, in fairness. It's not it's not as big as in the state. But fighting is fucking massive, mate. But you, you know what I think it might be? I think human beings are attracted to people who we wish we could be. Whereas if you look at guys like Tyson Fury, he's a larger than life character who fought his way back from depression to become two-time champion of the world. And and I think a lot of people would like to be like that, but they don't have the balls to be. Similar with like Israel Adesanya, Conor McGregor, guys who people wish that they could be like. Yeah, they're fake. They're movie characters, those guys. 100%. They're movie characters. They're not real people. Like, uh, yeah, I, I think most of the time you're searching for a sort of sort of person who you wish you were. Whereas Volkanov, you could be Volkanovsky or Rob Whitaker if you fucking worked hard. Which I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to do that either. But, you know, shout out to anyone who fucking does want to do that. Mate, I'm going to make an outrageous statement now. Yo. So I've been getting grilled a lot because I haven't put a lot of podcasts out lately. And everyone's like, you know, I think we were talking on the two Jeds and the Dunchu group that, you know, what's your plans? What do you want to do? And like for me, in nearly every aspect of my life, I've always winged it. It'll work out. I'll just roll with the punches. It's always worked out. You know, not maybe not reasonably well, but sometimes exceptionally well, and I'm still alive somehow. We're going to take Wandering Bear Sports will one day be the number one independent sports media company in Australia. Outrageous statement, but I'm just going to put it out there in the universe and see what happens. Within a year, we'll have a little studio and we'll be doing these podcasts in person. We'll have a business behind the podcast so that we can actually make some money out of it. Whether it's merchandise, whether it's booze, whether it's fucking weed when they finally legalize it. I know you're a big weed guy. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, whether it's whether it's coaching, whether it's coaching education stuff. Yeah. That's where this is going. I'm gonna put it out there into the world and I'll I'll pull I'll pull the I'll pull the curtain back on that one. I think what frustrates me and trouble you always talk about, we see fucking idiots and shittest coaches or shit rugby people with like absolutely no pedigree no, and no thought, nothing. And they're fucking, they blow up on social, bro. Everyone gets behind. They, it, it's, they are awful. And there's a few in particular in the Sydney region who have like 20, 25,000, 30,000, 40,000. I wouldn't send my fucking grandma for that guy to teach them how to play rugby, but they're blown up. So it's 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 harder times to, uh, to well, reconcile that. Well, they must be doing something right. From from my point of view, I think we've got good content. I think the production needs to be better, and the social media side of it needs to be better. And I'm still learning that. And I refuse to believe that I can't work it out because I'm one of my very few strengths as a human being, apart from the ability to drink copious amounts of piss and deal with unruly punishment on the body, is that I'm good at working things out. So we'll work it out eventually. <laughs> 
But I, but I think like the people that we've got access to, man, you know, and I think, I think, and let's just, let's just put it out there. Cause you know, some people might be interested in this. I, we're both involved in the shoot shield. You're, you're the head forwards coach at Eastwood. I'm the head forwards coach at Southern districts. And I think, if we do something weekly next year, talk about some stuff that's actually going on in the shoot shield and give people, you know, not just a surface view of what's happening, go behind the curtain a little bit and talk about some actual, you know, give people some real insight rather than, oh, Sydney Uni are going to field these guys. Do you know what I mean? So, like, actually go into some insight about it so people can learn. Um, mm. And I think that that's probably a good way to go down because there's a lot of there's a lot of people that love Sydney Club Rugby, Brisbane Club Rugby, and and I don't think they do a good enough job of of promoting the content side of it. Like there's a couple of Shoot Shield podcasts that go reasonably reasonably well, but it's by individuals who who have been directly involved and who might not be as involved as you and I are. Um, so I think that's a direction we can go down as well. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd like to cover. The, I'd like to cover the shoot shield as it emerges. Um, it's sort of we're not we're not quite there yet, so it's hard to. In terms of just on the uh, timeline, like it, it's, you know, we're just in that preseason block. Once it once it gets the right right enough, the block before we kick off, we'll be able to go through some teams, analyze teams, analyze signings. Talk about like training stuff we're learning as coaches because we're both. In our second year as coaches, and I'll tell you, uh, while we're here, I suppose we might as well. Uh, one thing I've picked, I thought it was very strange. I was thinking the other day, like if you if you were at a top four or five club, so which, I reckon, which you are. Yeah, well, I'll say we are. <laughs> well, we'd like to be. We're working yeah, towards it. But South in the last ten years, if we if we fucking averaged it, you know, there you're you you know you're a finals team. These these dudes these guys have just got to crack once. Once they crack first grade, the world's their oyster. Like once they're on that field, you're playing first grade for a good team. Tars, Rebels, England, whatever the fuck, you're now you're now on the track. I can for some of these guys, their hardest battle is getting into that actual first grade team. Like I just you know it just came across my mind this week in regards to a couple of players. I was like. Or like your hardest battle is not worrying worrying about the next thing. It's actually just getting into this first fucking team. Well, like that's that's your biggest difficulty right now. It's it's a good way of thinking about it because, like like for my for my playing career, um, I was very focused on outcome and not really worrying about the process. And I was like, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this. But you're right. The first thing is to get into first grade. Then you go, well, what do I have to do to get into first grade? I need to know my role. I need to be fit. I need to know the detail required. I need to be consistent, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think a lot of people could learn off that. I, 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 I know within my life, whenever I get depressed, and we've talked about this before, is when I'm too focused on not getting an outcome and and – like with the podcast, man, like I've the Wandering Bear Sports Podcast. So this is the number one sports show in the world. The Wandering Bear Sports Podcast is obviously the number one sports podcast in the world. But I've had some fucking crazy guests on there. Like, Yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. But I get very down when I'm not getting the recognition for it. And instead of going, instead of worrying about the recognition and the outcome, what I should be doing is going, all right, you need to get better at the production 
and get better at social media, ask better questions, keep getting good guests, promote yourself better, you know, stuff like that, rather than going outcome, outcome, outcome. Because whenever I think about the outcome and not getting the outcome, I get depressed. And what that does is it stops you from doing the work required to get the outcome. Does does that make any sense? Yeah, it's a cycle. And it is. Every time I go, just get back to fucking work, just get back to fucking work, um, good shit happens. And and I tend to not be as depressed. Mm. Um, It makes sense. makes a lot of sense. But I feel I feel I see a lot with some players, and they get really worried about not being in the first grade team or not being a super rugby player. Instead of going, get back to the work required to get there, and stop worrying about the outcome. And if you're doing all the work required and you're good enough, the outcome is inevitable. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a, a, a related, a semi-related concept. I was talking to my mate; it was a while ago now, and he was a very, very good player, very fucking good player. Um, Played, I don't know, fuck, 80 first grade games, captained, captain Eastwood. Didn't play professional. Played NRC, didn't play professional. Did you play tight end prop? Yeah. And he's a fucking very great guest. He was very, very good. good. He's a very good player. Um, and he, it was only right and at the end of the, his, when he stopped, stopped, was going to stop playing that like the Tars was sort of talking to him, come in, do this, do that. And I was like, you know, what? Why didn't you pursue this more? And he was like, no, no one ever told me I could. I was going to do that. Like I thought I was just playing for fun. And I was like, well, I suppose I don't know. Like uh, that sort of made me think about identifying guys who have the potential to play professionally, making sure that they know it. Yeah. So like, I there's guys at the moment who are at Eastwood, who a year ago wasabi's players and who i'm like you could be a professional you just got to get into first grade um but i don't know i just i found that interesting when he said that it was just the added obviously different pathway to me it wasn't wasn't in school boys wasn't in fucking first grade straight away took a slower route there but once he was there it was like this is where i was aiming yeah. rather than someone who grabbed him by the neck at some point and went mate you should be in, you should be playing super rugby like Let's get your conditioning up. Let's get your strength up. Let's get all that shit going. How often in your career were you given that kind of feedback at any level? I was definitely told. I, uh, Even like when you're playing, you need to work on this. You're not fit enough. You're not strong enough. You probably, twice, probably twice. Probably twice. Like, I Is that just, enough? Just, I don't know. I mean, but it was enough for... It's hard because I came from a different setting. I get, Like I came from schoolboys fucking... Or you know all the academies, all that bullshit. So you're sort of always on the precipice of whatever professional rugby is. Like you always sort of like, well, that's my next step. But I definitely had times where someone would like after 2012, that coach would be like, all right, it's time you fucking look like a pro, or like you know, and like goal, your goal for this year should be you need to get a contract. Yeah. So it definitely, it definitely happened at times. I just feel like. I don't know. I, I just thought, fuck, maybe it's important to, and certainly not everyone, fuck me, because everyone wants to be professional football, as we discussed. So I'm not saying it's everyone, but certain guys is like, man, you, you should keep this in the back of your mind when you think about missing training or fucking, or not going to the gym or not doing that. Like, this is, it's not unreachable for you. Like, this is possible. I agree totally. I, f- I feel like, yeah, there, there are guys that you need to go, 
uh, you have the ability to be a professional rugby player. Your actions are not backing that up at the moment. Um, obviously, it's up to you. But if you're going to miss training, not do the extra work, not eat well, you're not going to get there, and you could get there. I feel like yeah. that's I feel like that's important. Like even in my career, I was thinking about this the other day, and I I've got very strong. I feel very strongly that it's important to be yourself at all times, whether people like that or not. And I'm sure it's going to cost me opportunities because I'm a little bit rough around the edges. I'm just going to be myself no matter what and be really fucking honest because I wasn't, you know, I had some really good, good people around, but I was, I'd never had brutal honesty. It was like, someone should have said to me 10 years ago, you can scrum a little bit, but you've not fit. You're not strong. And you do no work around the field. No one ever said that to me because I think as a player, you tend to be very in the moment and self-centered that you can't really see, you can't really see yourself from a, an outsider's perspective. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Certainly, it certainly did in my case. And it wasn't until the last couple of years where I've gone, well, my last year of my career, I had a couple of head knocks, but I've gone, holy fuck, I can actually do this and I need to do this rather than just being so super focused on the one area of the game not getting fit. And and I think if someone had pulled me aside 10, 15 years ago and said, hey, you can actually do this, um, but you need to work on this, this and that, I think I, I think my career would have turned out quite differently. Yeah. And I, the the thing that not a fucking 90% of people don't have, particularly when they're young, and even when they're playing really, is like a fantastic self-awareness. So like the awareness to be like, okay, I'm a good scrummager, but I'm not good at this and I'm not good at that. I never even all, considered it. All those guys up there are doing that. Um, yeah. Like for me to have the self-awareness of like you're perceived as difficult to coach or you're perceived like you don't do the hard work, but you can do some cool shit, but you don't do the hard work. So you need to do this other bit first. Like I, I definitely had that awareness at 26. At 21, I did. So you're a learner than me, mate. You're faster yeah. learner than me. I didn't think of any of that until last year. Uh, my last 32. I was 32. Yeah, I mean, it's well, it's more just because I was like, well, I don't want to play professional rugby anymore. I threw away a MLR deal. So I was like, well, I don't care. I would want to play how I want to play. Because yeah. like, <laughs> so fuck you. Like, if I'm up there, I'll do what you want. Down here, I'll do what I like. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's so, like there's the self-awareness extends both ways where some people aren't self-aware of how good they are at football. Some people uh, lack self-awareness because they're not that good at football. And yeah. some people think they're awesome because they can do one aspect when really they are terrible communicators or they're perceived poorly by the players or they're this or they're that, you know? Um, I agree with you. And that's why one of the things I'm going to be very, very uh, consistent on is being very honest, whether people like it or not. Yeah. You know, I was we this it links to what we we're chatting about the other day. You know, um, we have a ex- extremely exclusive uh, WhatsApp on our Instagram uh, voice message only thread with Jed Holloway, where we effectively just entertain him on his drives home from training, and we we're chatting about the lack of personalities in rugby at the moment. Um, and I suppose my argument was, and my advice to the to the the young kids who are going into super who I'm close with a few is like tick the boxes, 
tick the coach box, tick the player box, tick your training box, tick this box, tick that box, get another contract. It's not go in there and be yourself. I've got to be honest. That's not that's not what it is. Well, it's it's it's. I think it's becoming more and more accepted to be yourself, whether you're a different kind of character or you're out there. But I, I think in society in general, like if I had a serious career or a career that I could ruin, I probably wouldn't talk so much shit on the internet and post dirty memes and swear as much as I do because I'd be worried about my career. But through no fault of my own, I've created a life where I can be 100% myself and I, I'm not going to risk losing selling caffeine gum or highlights videos mm. you know, or rugby coaching at the moment. Maybe I will if I progress up the ladder. Mm. Um, but like if you look at people in Australian sport, the ones that are, tend to be the most loved publicly are the ones who are out there characters who are themselves. Mm. I think Shane Warne, uh, even though he's fucking looking like a bit of a wanker at the moment, um who's a guy from afl dustin martin uh you know yeah so he's that's what I, and that's what I, what I brought up in the, in our discussion was the guys who can be themselves when they go into setups are the best players if you are the best player if you are shane warren who is the best spinner of all time you can do whatever you like if you're you or me coming into the bottom of the top 30 and you're fucking different yeah. Or like you know, you're not you're not. It's just not as it's not as easy to keep you around. The coaches will be like, you know what? You're right. It's just not if- that. He's just not that strong. I know he's a good player, but he's just. Hold on, every now and again, he just takes away from the team meeting. So you know what? I'm gonna go with this guy. He doesn't say any words, but he's not gonna give us trouble. Well, it's it's like if if Michael Huber started a podcast, everyone would be like, "Fuck, that's a great idea," which I think he should do anyway. So should Holloway. I reckon he'd he'd be great at podcasting. But if the the number the EPS guy who's just signed his first deal started a podcast and like was doing a vlog of Waratah training, they'd all be like, "What the fuck is this?" Mm. You know, and that's a shame because to me, like, I like people who are themselves. I like people who are a bit wacky and and. Like that's that's been one of the fun parts of coaching is getting to really see individuals how they tick and and seeing it from the perspective as a coach and and as a leader. Whereas as a player, I was solely focused on myself, so I really didn't notice some of the quirkiness around me. And I fucking love it, mate. So if if <laughs> anyone that comes to work for Wandering Bear Sports when we eventually have um, mm. you know multiple people working for us, will be themselves. Number one, Martin, number one, Martin Place, Macquarie Bank. Fuck off. We're there. Mate, we're working there now. Fuck that. Let's put it out there into the world. Five years, we'll be working there, mate. I don't want to work there, actually. No, <laughs> I know. I want to work somewhere. Not. I right, fuck it. The city gives me the fucking creeps, mate. I'd, everyone I'm with fucking you. dress the same. Well, Holloway's like, when are you going to get your own place so you can film in person? I'm like, I'm not going to get. Um, you know, I got an international super, uh, an international forwards coach coming on in a couple of weeks. I'm not going to get him to come to Cronulla to do my podcast. The, no, I, know, think, I think we're almost past that now. Like, obviously, like we're into the realm where there's probably needs to be better technology for podcasting. That's about it. Yeah, look, I agree. I, I've got look. I got the camera. I got some of the microphones. Oh, I will eventually upgrade so that we can just do this in person once a week, which would be fun. Fun anyway. You know, mm. you can smoke your vape, 
um, talk about <laughs> Donald Trump. Bro. Have your hash brown. <laughs> have your hash brownies. I'm not a weed. I'm not a weed guy. I want that on the record, very clearly that I'm not a weed guy. But thou who cast the first stone is not without <laughs> sin. In this instance, what's so, that? What's that he, saying? Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. That's it. I still you don't know. What that, I still don't know what that means. Uh, what it means is I don't think anyone like knows what. <laughs> that's what it means. <laughs> Nobody that's knows what, what it means, means, but it sounds good. I know uh, we're about to wrap up. I tell you. What, have you ever sat? Have you ever worked in the city? Yeah, uh, I've been in and around the city, but not really. There was when I left school, my first year out of school. This is the most fucking silver spoon problem in the world. So <laughs> I'm about to alienate everyone. I got like an internship with Macquarie Bank through rugby, but you had to get a certain fucking ATAR, all that bullshit. 99. Got it. It wasn't 99, but it was 90 something. And I had to catch the train from fucking the fucking ghetto Compton, aka West Ride, to wing it or whatever at seven in the morning. Holy shit. I don't know how people do that. It is so sad waiting at that train station. All the businessmen, women fucking on their phones. Everyone's got the same haircut. The guy's suit's got like a stain in it. And then you see him when the knockoff time and everyone's waiting. We need so hot and like the wind's blowing. And it's noisy and everyone's, oh, my goodness. I was like, I don't know how people do this. Do you know what I called it? They're zombies. It's the rat race, bro. Because they're zombies because they're already dead on the inside. I was, from like that moment on, I was like, I need to drive. I'm okay to wear a suit and do that. I have to drive there because, oh, my goodness, is it sad. Now, years later, I would get a bus to North Sydney. Was that better? Yes. Was it still very sad? 100%. I, <laughs> so, I, I agree totally. One of my many, many flaws is I can't do anything I don't enjoy. Um, and I, look, I've had some, I've had some jobs uh, in between little businesses that I've had. And, and if I hate it, I can't do it, no matter how good the money is. And I've had some good paying jobs in the past, but I just hated it. It was soul destroying to me. I'd rather earn less and be happy. Well, Sydney's... Uh, Sydney's fucking live to work, bro. That's just how people are here. Yes. It's different yes. in different parts of the world. Like we've, we've discussed this in the past, but California is fucking different. People are different there. You don't talk but, about work. No, no one gives a fuck. They well, just want to- funny. You're, you're right. They just want to live their best life. It's like a lot of people I know are buying houses and doing all this shit, and I'm, I'm not even thinking about it. It's not even something that's in my brain because I don't want a 30, 40-year commitment right now. Until I can easily afford it, I won't do it. And that's a very that's very different. I think, from- yeah, it's fucking cool if you got a house. Like I'm not, I'm not. Oh, I'd like to, buy- I'd like to buy one, but I'm not going to fucking struggle for thirty years uh, for something that I may or may not be able to just afford. But yeah. chubby, if you California rent renters market, no one owned a fucking house. No one owned a house in the whole fucking town I lived in, and it was a big town. It was probably as big as Sydney. So no one, no one owned a house. So we're San just culturally Diego. different. Santiago. It was Santiago. just a culturally, culturally different. If I ask someone about worker training, they think I'm a, they think I'm a fucking loser. Whereas you get it, you get out in Sydney, it's like, oh, how's work? You're like, yeah, mate, I've been fucking. You should see the photocopy. Oh, I've been fucking photocopying like an animal this week. <laughs> you know, like, you know what my fuck. my worst one is when you hear like two two guys who are in the building industry talk about, and they're a building admin. They're like, oh yeah, plenty of. Uh, Oh, I can't. Even. I was in the building industry for ten years. Oh, plenty of different things, and 
you know, we've got to get the QS in and he's got to do a few varies. I'm just like, you are boring fucking losers. <laughs> I do. I will say 100%. You're like, oh, what? You're talking about interest rates? I'm out. But I do get that way about rugby sometimes in public. I will say. Surely when people, let's say non-rugby people or fringe rugby people come and they see you, they'll ask you about rugby. Yeah, it's annoying. It is annoying. I do so many things, Jed. I know, I know. <laughs> but that's what I get as well. So it's, Do you know how many years after I'd not, I got, not sacked, not renewed from the Melbourne, people <laughs> ask me if I'm playing, people ask me if I'm in Melbourne. I'm in Balmain at the fucking workers' pub at 1am on a Saturday. The Rebels just played Durban. People are like, you in Melbourne still? I'm like, looks like I'm in Balmain at the moment, man. And it's four years later. But like, uh, that is, I suppose. It's quite humbling. Guy. It's humbling because oh. no one really, it just shows you that no one really gives a fuck and that yeah. no one will ever care as much as you do. Yeah. But it's just like, it, I do get like that with rugby sometimes. Like you're down the, you're down the pub or you're down fucking for dinner. It's like, oh, fuck. What's going on with footy? I'm like, oh. I've already talked about it all week. I don't want to talk about it. It's funny. Dad, my old man, was here on the weekend. And obviously, I watch a lot of rugby. And my whole life basically revolves around rugby. And he's here. And he's like, oh, do you want to watch some rugby? You're like, nah. I've watched 60 games this week, Dad. But yeah, okay. If you, if you want to. And then he wants to like ask details about the game. And I'm like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, they just tried to score a try and shit <laughs> <laughs> that's why I, I sometimes i do fall off particularly in shoot shield season i fall off super a bit unless we're doing a podcast like this where i need to pay attention to fucking the waratahs going down or whatever i'll fall off because i'm like you know what i'm gonna watch these eastwood verse man the game seven times and then i'm gonna watch all the games for the next week fuck the rebels like i don't care anymore Putting on like, sex education, Gossip Girl, oh, start watching you. Bro, you is a, sex education. It's a great show. You is a fucking underrated. Sh- well, maybe it is highly it's rated. It's not underrated. Bro. I don't know, but I it's enjoy one it. One of the biggest shows in the world. Is it? I just discovered yeah, it's it. It's massive. <laughs> um, oh, bro, um, I'm putting that on, bro. I'm putting yeah, on I'm going to watch ed. it straight straight after I finish this. All right, let's finish on this. Uh, Caffeine Gum Australia. Follow us all on Instagram. Like, share, tell everyone. Um, buy whatever shit we eventually put out and uh, any final messages for the people that managed to stick through this uh, hour-long show. Yeah, you got, if you got, uh, this is my message for the week. You got a lot of people posting like, like insights, political insights, stuff, this, that. When next time you go to post it, just throw your phone in the bin. Because I don't care. Just, just throw it in the bin because you know what? I don't fucking care. I don't care about your thoughts. Fuck you. The problem with the world at the moment is every fucking idiot can have a podcast. Every fucking idiot has a voice and the people that should be talking tend to not talk as loudly. Check. Shut mate. up. That's my <laughs> point. Just shut, just shut up. I should. Like, no, I don't. I you, should. You, you, not you. <laughs> I mean the people, not you. Just, oi, you know what? That political thing? Just shut up. Just shut up. Shut um, your mouth. How to tell someone's a boring fuckwit without having them tell you they're a boring fuckwit. 
I've posted. Oh, actually, Chubby, I have one more thing. I have one more thing. Go, go. I could do this all day. Why the fuck, right? I'm big. I got jabbed early. I'm a jabber. You're jabbed because yes. you needed to be. Yes. How come when I got a fucking thing this week saying, oh, you're a close contact, how come I still can't stay at work? What's the fucking point? Um, yeah, it's a good, it's a good thing. What are we doing here? Out. I thought this was survival of the fittest. What about the like, Jed Gillespie variant as well? Are you worried about that? The Jed Gillespie variant where you fucking you know, this sleep new one, the, the, Omnicron, the Omnicron, the Omnivore, the... Am know, I worried the about it? No. No, I'm not worried about it. But I, I thought like everyone's got six months now, or six months a year probably, to go and get two tiny little jabs which don't have microchips in them. How come now when you get a COVID, you have to do anything? You shouldn't have to do anything. You should just you should be able to walk anywhere you want. Hundred percent. Because well, I'm, going, I'm going to anyway. I'm gonna. You're you're a super spreader. You're the what they talk, talk about when they say super spreader. Do I you know saw you adding all these, just coughing on pokies. <laughs> you're just going around coughing on pokies. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, one of. <laughs> One of the things I'm very proud of is that I'm not a, a mad gambler. I wish I was. It looks like you you guys seem to have a lot of fun uh, with your excessive gambling and that's <laughs> <laughs> something I wish I got into. Okay, final thought. Final thought. The club Fuck has you. asked me, the Southern Districts Rugby Club have made their first ever mistake and asked me to come dressed as Santa to this Christmas party tonight. Uh, maybe oh, not their shit. first ever mistake, but certainly a mistake on their part. The last time I got asked to dress as Santa, I woke up in a garden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my! So you're going to Christmas party tonight? Yes. So I, I, they go to me. Oh, we had like a little coaches goodness. debrief last night, and oh. uh, Shabon, who's on the board and is a wonderful, wonderful human being, goes, "Oh, yeah, Chubby, is your Santa outfit?" I'm like, "You, you do realize Bad Santa is one of my." all-time favorite movies don't you she's like um, is this like club wide like kids kids are going and she's oh stuck? yeah people's kids are coming <laughs> they're gonna is get that to not see... against your fucking probation <laughs> potentially maybe that's okay. why maybe that's why that's, they're giving me the disguise. so you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be smoked tomorrow well yeah and then i gotta drive to foster to see kate and then come back Monday because we're training against the Waratahs. <laughs> oh, well, that'll be fun. Well, you know what, Chubby? Have a good have a good time tonight. I'm going to play Halo 2 and pretend it's 2011. And that's about it. That's all I'm doing. Let's finish on that. Follow us both on social media. And uh, if you manage to listen through this whole podcast, can you share it, please? Um, Jed's tired of working. Yeah. And I need to do other things and keep yeah, making I don't wanna... money. I don't want to work anymore. And look, guys, if you give us enough money, I'll fucking I'll live stream high max hit 88 24 7. 100%. And I think we're going to start selling Jed Gillespie brand vapes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, it will have THC in it because my why would you smoke anything that I'm didn't... <laughs> not? I'm, I, don't, I'm, I don't smoke weed and I don't vape at all. So, <laughs> mum and dad, hope you're well. All of our CBD vapes will have THC in it. <laughs> <laughs> and it is strictly cash only. Let's end this fucking thing. I got you guys like you guys like meth? Try our new vape. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, right, I'm going. Let's finish right there. Hold on, hold on.